0: me, Jim Calvary. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. It's nearly upon us. Santa is nearly here. Don't forget to buy indie, share indie, and rate indie this Christmas. It's going to be really important to make sure all of our independent businesses are with us in 2021. This week on the pod, I have Mike from NBRS. Mike is a fitness instructor with some pretty big differences Uh, he wants to change the lifestyle of everybody across york and across yorkshire Uh, he's been really fun to speak to so i'm going to dive straight in we are recording on zoom again so you may hear the odd snap crackle and pop but without further ado from me in the spare room it's back to me in the spare room Hello and welcome to On Your Doorstep podcast with me Jim Calvary. Uh This week I have Mike from NPRS. Uh, Mike, hello. How are you? Good evening. I'm good. I'm good, Jim. Good. I'm good. Um, it's really great to have you on. I'm um, excited, to, excited to have you in. And um, this is actually going to go out in December, so slightly oddly, I should probably wish you also wish you Merry Christmas. Uh, even But yeah. a lot of people aren't quite there yet.
1: <laughs> Merry Christmas, and
0: it's also my
1: birthday month, but I'm um, you know
0: no big no biggie just so that everybody knows yeah good 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 idea it's good to get it in and um, so so thanks very much for coming out. On. one of the the thing that we start with every week is around how you got to where you are now and where you have come from so i'm just wondering what got you into the industry you're in uh
1: into the industry so i've not always been in the fitness industry uh, mm-hmm. previously i was in a corporate background i was in investment banking for my sins some would say maybe um and i guess i followed the very traditional um go get a good job after uni and uh buy a house and all that kind of stuff right um but i guess the pivot point for me was back in 2013 no 2007 sorry 2007 when I was coming up to a uh, milestone age, shall we say, and um, I just looked around the office and I was like, I can't I can't see myself doing this for another 10, 15, 20 years. I can't see myself becoming that guy over there who I could literally see, you know, like 15, 20 years ahead of me um, in terms of their fitness, their stress levels um their way of life like yeah it was a a really comfortable career but it wasn't satisfying it didn't really get me out of bed every morning so then um before my 30th birthday damn i've let the cat out of the back there Uh, (laughs) before my 30th birthday i um i decided to Go and run a marathon. I decided to raise some money for the British Red Cross, which is a charity very close to my heart, um, because it was like a, a bucket list thing to do before my 30s like mm-hmm. do something big, do something extravagant, and do something a bit out of my comfort zone. So uh, I went, ran the marathon, New York Marathon, lots of money for the British Red Cross, came back, or rather hobbled back, and <laughs> um, basically what happened was I was bitten by the fitness bug. I was bitten by the Mm -hmm. running bug and I was bitten by the fitness bug. And that basically snowballed over a few years. It took me a few years to actually pluck up the courage and save enough money as well to step away from that career and take the leap of faith into the fitness industry. But Mm -hmm. since coming back from that run, you know, I've got more and more interested in looking, after myself better, I got more interested in looking looking at ways to improve my running and stuff mm-hmm. like that right and then people started picking up on that and they were wanting to get involved and asking me for help and stuff so I formalized it and went away and got my um, official qualifications and everything and then I started cutting my teeth um, at the same time as running the the business or rather running the um, running that career so like Mm -hmm. it was really long hours um i don't know how much you know about investment banking but it's high stress really long hours so i was running you know i was doing those hours but then i was also doing extra early mornings to start to learn how to coach and you know personally Mm -hmm. train clients and stuff um lunch times as well evenings weekends and it just came to a point where i was like right I need to either jump ship or drop it. So Mm -hmm. I decided to jump ship and 2013 was, um, when I finally left London. So it took a few years, but finally left London and I had enough experience to come up to York, um, buy a house, leave that whole career behind and start this business from scratch. Um, and I was very selfish in that I wanted to create a business that would help me to meet people because I didn't know anyone in York when I moved up to you know from London, so I was leaving everything behind, I was leaving friends and everything else. Um, yeah, then yeah, 2013
0: was when I started. Yeah, wow, okay, so that's a a heck of a journey. I think, um, I think that that fitness book is something that that a lot of people catch. It sounds like you you caught it big time, (laughs) it's definitely taken it. It's never,
1: It took a chunk out of me, I would
0: say. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, what was it about York then? Was it, was there a particular pull for York? Um, well,
1: back then, I actually had a, a partner who I'm not with anymore. But uh, at the time, it was, it was a central point between London and uh, my partner's parents and mm-hmm. my parents. So, it was like okay. a, a Y shape. Mm-hmm. Like, quite weirdly it was a wire shape as
0: mm-hmm. well.
1: um so we're in the middle and then you know Middlesbrough that way and Cheshire mm-hmm. was the other way and London was an hour and a half by a train so it yeah. just made sense we'd come up a couple of times and um mm-hmm. it was just a beautiful city
0: yeah and, and, and having read a lot of your your stuff you've been able to build on on being in York quite um a, a neat thing you've obviously unfortunately Yorkshire and Humber has this uh, record of not being the fittest, let's put it that way. Yes. Uh, it's probably yes. the nice way of saying it. Um, what's really nice about some of your stuff, though, is that you, um, you're not just looking at this from a, from a from purely physical fitness aspect, are you? Um, you know, you, you, you talk a lot about, about mental health on your channel. Um, mm-hmm. Is that something that you were conscious of when you first started? Is that, was, that your, is it you, was it you taking your experience in with that? Uh, initially, I would
1: say no. However, as the business grew, as I got more and more experience with coaching people, um, mental health, m- you know, mindset, whatever you want to call it, kept coming up mm-hmm. for my clients. And it was like, yeah, w- when I was devising the, the system, the MPRS system for giving clients results, um, one of the four key pillars turned out to be mindset and it really did make sense like it's the overarching i see it as the overarching um, umbrella that everything else sits under so Mm -hmm. you know the four pillars are moving you strengthening you looking at how you nourish your body and then on top of all that i see is mindset because that then drives everything that you do, like the way you think, the way you act, what you believe in, what your confidence is like, like just everything. If your mindset is is one way, then you're gonna act one way. If your mindset and your mental health is you know, um, not supporting you, then you're gonna take actions that kind of align with that. So as we got further and further into like the six years we've been here, um it did become an issue for me personally because uh back in 2003 not 2013 2017 so four years on um i hit a low point myself so that was you know personally that was when um we had the breakup and my mental health like dropped off a cliff um if i honest. um and it was It was not a nice time. It was the lowest I'd felt I'd say in my adult career Mm -hmm. uh, or my adult life rather. And, um, it was, it just self was, so I started Like looking back, I should have started earlier, but it really did give me, it gave me an insight into how to empathize with people who struggle with mental health because of well i just i felt it myself Mm. and i started applying the the same principles that i've been coaching everyone else on myself to then pull me out um yeah
0: yeah i think i think going um going through those lows i i for me personally i I, i've had them and going through those lows certainly opens you up to that being able to be a little bit more empathetic which for a coach is, is absolutely key you know there's um you're absolutely right i did i sport as a kid and and and, the, and the, i said kid as a, as a young adult should i say the the coaches that worked with me best were not just the ones that worked on my physical performance they were the ones that worked yeah. on me mentally as well and got me got me into the right mindset even if it was just for that kind of two-hour period that I was with them to to get me there so and um, i yeah. think it, it, it's it, you're absolutely right that that, that overarching um strength if that's if that's your strength if that's where you what you can build on and that's going to feed down to everything else yeah um
1: and i see it as just it's another it's another aspect of our health that we often overlook is when you when you say i'm going to get when you say to yourself i'm going to get fit and healthy the first thing that most people jump to is the physical they forget about the mental and it's almost an afterthought of yeah i'll i'll look after that later on down the line or they don't even think about it at all um mm-hmm. and then it comes to it comes to manifest itself later on down the line unless you not nip it in the bud but if unless you address it from the yeah. start
0: yeah well simple stuff i i posted on your instagram this week about um the getting back to running, the hardest thing is that first step. That's totally, I know that's totally in my head. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It's something that we we all need to start working on, um, and and, uh, and and give it, give it the respect it deserves. Which I I like to think that the, the society yeah. as a society we're we're improving. Um, that, that's great. I think that's a, that's a great explanation of, of why you do what you do. Um, as part of this first section as well, what, one of the questions I ask is, is about independence in general and about the, the, your favourite three independents, which I have a feeling we probably cross over a few after our interactions on social media. Um, yeah. But what are your, what are your three favourite independents? Um,
1: my three favourite independents have come out as a result of lockdown, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've leant on them even more during lockdown. And the first one is Flurry Bakery. Um, I guess, you know, it may sound hypocritical for a personal trainer to be talking <laughs> about baked goods, but um, Flurry Bakery has, uh, it. Oh, it's just beautiful stuff. It's beautiful stuff. I love their ethos. You know, it's like three girls that are just, making really good stuff and they're really honest and there's no i just enjoy supporting a you know something local something independent we actually get to talk to each other and you know build a relationship and they're helping their own community as well and like it's plain, plain for everyone to see like every time i go on a saturday um, there's just a massive queue down the road so they must be doing yeah. something right
0: yeah I think, I think Florey's is um, I, I almost call them like they're infectious their whole ethos yeah. and the, the three girls themselves you know that they're, they're, they're people who you, you, you love to have that interaction with that, that, that queue up is yes they have, the, they have the massive advantage that they probably do the best pastries in town by far um, yeah. but the interaction you get with them the the, the whole uh, across social media, there's so much fun, and you just want to be a part of that. Yeah. Which I think, yeah. certainly, this year, where you know, fun can be has been hard to come by for a lot of people. I think just that little bit of fun at you know, eight o'clock on a Saturday morning is uh, is perfect. So, yeah, Florence is yeah. a great one,
1: totally. Because, like, you know, every time I've gone, um, I've cycled down there, and no matter what the weather you you hear it before you actually turn up because they got the music pumping out and then you get nearer and you can smell it and then like when you get to the the front of the queue like you get your own little i don't know little two minute experience and Mm -hmm. you try and glean as much as you can out of the girls and uh you know i've got the i've got the bag now so uh (laughs) i feel like i've been indoctrinated so uh so yeah it's good
0: I feel like you're 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 um you're challenging my nephew Billy for their biggest fan here. This is this is oh, to, yes. Billy is a very big fan of Florida. It was his birthday the other week and he demanded I went and picked him up as before we went for our Saturday morning
1: walk. Hesitated <laughs> <laughs> so, like, to you, for him. Have you ever got um, there early enough to get like the, the croffin stuff? You know, like the the tall oh stuff? Word. No.
0: No. Like, no like, I've oh I've always word. seen
1: it on their Instagram but like, I've never got there early enough. Never. Oh, I've always, I've early on the,
0: <laughs>
1: the croissant. Yeah. I might see you there. Yeah. So, so, yeah. yeah. But like, cool. I, you know, I want to, I enjoy them and I, am not shy in sharing my love for them because this is real life. I, I'm not the kind of fitness instructor whereby, you know, I'm eating chicken and broccoli because that's, yeah.
0: It's just not, it's not real. Like <laughs> I eat pastries. Yeah. You know? As I was going to say for those who can't see Mike's pulling a face at the concept of chicken and broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah,
1: Chicken and broccoli and Tupperware just like drives me crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So that's a great, great first one. What about your What about your second one?
1: The second one is a clothing brand uh, and it's uh, Winston's. I mm-hmm. don't know if you know of Winston's? I do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We wear Winston's. Okay. They're very good. Yeah cool um i i've
1: known these for a few years um and it's just a a local independent with like really cool gear Uh, Mm -hmm. i've got t-shirts and jumpers and stuff santa's probably bringing me more stuff um (laughs) (laughs) um, and yeah it's just really nice stuff Mm -hmm. that i catching growing up it used to be all about the labels and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Emporia Armani this and Adidas mm-hmm. that and just Gap this and whatever. Um, but now I just want stuff that is comfortable. I'm at, I'm at an age where I just want clothes that are comfortable and just look all right. And yeah. I think that feeds into the way you feel mm-hmm. because, you know, if you, if you dress well or you take, you take pride in what you wear that has a knock on effect with how you feel and the things you do on an every, you know, on a daily basis. So, um, I've got drawers with lots of Winston's gear, um, that I knock out, um, every now and again. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a, a nice independent shop to go to. Uh, it's off the beaten track and it's never, it's never like, you know, full of tourists.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, yeah winston's is winston's is one of those podcasts i podcast. Mean, i didn't I, I you know i've lived in york all my life and i didn't didn't know it was there um but you're actually right they've got some great gear in there and um yeah. if, if santa is listening this evening you should probably know that um there's a black friday deal on for them at the moment so just mm-hmm. that's up i don't think my uh i think santa and the ones between santa now and christmas may be spending a bit of money at winston's this week. <laughs> Um so so that's two what about your what about your final one then the third one
1: is uh purely online um and they're not actually based in york i'm not mm-hmm. sure if that's allowed or not yeah, yeah. but um uh they're called or she's called the thir- the 13 Prints.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and basically it's a an old friend of mine and she started up a like a print company basically and i've uh, over the years been gifting these prints to my clients and we have one on our wall here um, and like in various places but they're just beautiful prints and she started this like from nothing I saw it when she started this business and she had zero followers mm-hmm. she's now you know she's got the swipe up and everything now she's <laughs> um, you know the, the not quite blue tick but you know we're almost there um, and it's just so honest I guess like she comes up with all these um, different styles and you know she's got the t-shirts and she's got mainly prints but she's got t-shirts and she's expanding to all the areas but it's it's just feel good prints and like mm-hmm. that you can have anywhere and everywhere and she's designed for me over the years like you know bespoke thank you cards and everything to give to my clients so I really enjoy buying from her and investing in her and her little business so that she's created from nothing as opposed to, you know, sticking it down. W.H. Smith.
0: Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. yeah. I mean, out of York is absolutely fine. Um, so, so that's good. They, they, that sounds like a great company. It's one I'll have to, uh, I'll have to check out. It's certainly, um, I think the the printing side of it, printing side of things and uh and, and certainly, like cards and things like that, independence are definitely the way to go on that. I don't think, uh, don't think big businesses yeah. need any more. No. Um, but, but thanks very much. So that's a great first section. And um, we're going to take a short break. And um, when we come back, we'll talk about your business now and what you what you've been getting up to during twenty twenty. Own an independent business let on your doorstep podcast tell your story and bring your business to the podcasting world get in touch via social media or on your doorstep pod at outlook.com Welcome back then to On Your Doorstep podcast with me and Mike. We're both still here, uh, both sat in our spare rooms, I believe, at the, at the moment. Um, Mike, how uh, second section is all about your business now, what you do, and and and, uh, and what you've been doing during lockdown, which we will come on to. And um, I guess I'm kind of interested. So um, fitness is—it uh, sounds like quite a simple thing, but there's so many different ways of doing things. There's so many uh, different aspects to it. Um, but what's your ethos? What, what makes you slightly, what makes you different? It makes me different. Good
1: question. Um, I genuinely get a kick when I get the feedback that I've changed someone's life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No matter how small or large, it could be like a complete transformation or it could be um, my whole family is now eating better right Mm. it's all it all counts it's all about fitness because everyone's everyone's definition of getting fitter is different you know for you it could be being able to run again two three times a week for jane it's um being able to run around after a kids without being out of breath Mm. so um that's yeah it's the satisfaction that I get that um that drives me quite selfish but in a good way I guess because yeah. it's to the benefit of the people that I help mm.
0: that's that's a great way of looking at it I think you know it's very easy to kind of um uh, get get locked into this ideal of fitness isn't it of the you know six pack and or whatever yeah. and, and things like that or, or like to say running marathons possibly whatever it is but everybody's fitness goals are totally different so how what do you do to help your clients and what kind of things are you doing with them
1: okay um we've basically honed i say we because i've got another trainer as well that helps me um and i've got you know a small team of people that help me with social media and all that kind of stuff as well. Um, we have basically honed a system of our own, the MPRS system, um, that helps our clients to save time, money and effort because we're getting on. I'm now 40 and like, I guess as time marches on, I'm very precious of my time, money, and effort. And I don't think I'm the only one like, you know, we have. 99% of my client base is females with kids. You know, they're running a household. They're now currently working from home and they're trying to have some kind of social life and stuff as well against the backdrop of everything else that's going on outside of these four walls. And like, we don't want to waste any more time, money, or effort on things that don't work. And mm-hmm. up till now, a large majority of them have wasted a lot of time, money, and effort on stuff that doesn't work, right? Because they've been sold into all of the fads and gimmicks and stuff. And I, I want them to, to stop that. I want them to be able to move on from that and see how it is possible to turn their lives around. Through doing things that they can sustain forever, uh-huh. so that's the system, and um, it is basically the four pillars that we try and install into our clients uh, or help them to learn to improve. And you know, that's one to move better, two to nourish their bodies, three to strengthen, and four to um, improve their mindset. So as we we discussed like mindset is probably the key one there and Mm. then the three sit really nicely underneath it. Um, so yeah, that's what we, that's what we're doing. And in terms of what we actually offer, um, we run two main programs. Mm. Um, one's called running fit, which does what it says on the tin. Like it helps you to be fit to run around, whether that's you're running five K's or, whether that's running around for your kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other program is called Morning Warriors. And that's, again, what it says on the tin. It's for people that want to get their health and fitness in, like get their exercise in early morning. So it's like six o'clock in the morning. Uh, they're done by quarter to seven. And then they're smug and happy for the rest of the day <laughs> because they've got their exercise in um, and they can crack on with the rest
0: of their day. I feel like I should probably sign up to both of those at the moment, if 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 I'm totally totally honest. Um, So that's great. I think, you know, um, I love the idea of those pillars. It really kind of screams out that that's a a great way of looking at fitness. Um, One of the things that always catches my eye when you pop up on my my Instagram is around your – your uh, not claim or mission statement, I suppose, in terms of transforming York and Yorkshire number into the, yeah. let me just, I'm going to read this out. So transforming York into the fittest, healthiest, and happiest city in the North, yeah. um, which I, I love this aspect that you're looking at it as a community thing as well. Um, is yeah. that something that, you know, it, it, it strikes me having looked at your Instagram song that, that you are building a community for, for a lot of this yeah. stuff. Is um, How do people get involved in that? How's how's that working, especially at the moment? How's that working? Uh, like logistically, right now,
1: you know, we're we're limited to on-screen time, um, mm. and you could you could potentially like meet up with one other person, and I could be training people one to one right now. But um, I prefer the dynamic of group training, small group training, um, because of the attention that we can give our clients. As opposed to you know running massive groups that I've seen, I'm not going to mention any names, but massive <laughs> groups of fitness classes where there's like one trainer to thirty to thirty-five people, and mm-hmm. there's no way that you can you know check on John, Bill, Jane, and Phil all at the same time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, in terms of what was the question? What was?
0: So, so yeah, just how how are you how are you kind of building that community? How are you keeping that okay. going at the moment? So we're
1: giving as much contact time as possible. So in terms of the timetable, the, they have, they being my clients, they have access to live training sessions where, you know, it's kind of zoom based. Mm. So I'm there jumping around my front room and <laughs> they're jumping around their front room and you know, it's set to music and we have themes and stuff like that. Um, and on top of that, uh, we're just, keeping them engaged i guess like there's whatsapp support groups there's wednesday night quiz so tonight actually mm-hmm. at nine o'clock there's a quiz um there's weekend um virtual virtual coffee mornings so that, you know they can uh meet up shall we say mm-hmm. uh and just like connect because that's the overriding message or complaint i guess is that everyone just feels so isolated otherwise i'm in a very lucky position that you know i'm here with my partner um but some people are by themselves so it's like it's just keeping up that connection um whilst we're in this phase of the lockdown before we can get out again Mm -hmm. and actually see each other in person yeah
0: yeah i think that the the um the interaction side of lockdown is is the real difficult bit to replicate, so it's really nice to hear that you're you're providing that for a lot of people um yeah. coming on to onto the dreaded c word this year in terms of um, covid how has that affected you as a business? how has that shaped other than obviously having to move things online and um, what difficulties mm. have you been having with that
1: um I've been lucky, I guess, in that I've I've got a coach. I've got a coach for running, and I've definitely got a coach for running my business. And my business coach, like, could see all of this coming. So he best prepared me. Uh-huh. Um, so I was in a lucky position that I I wasn't left floundering when we went into lockdown. And, like, I've been able to retain if not grow, during lockdown. Um, so, you know, touch wood. Mm. Uh, I count myself very lucky in that aspect.
0: Yeah, I think it, it's, it's great to hear that you, you've got a business coach. I think that's a great way, of, um, great way of progressing yourself. I think people forget that coaching is not necessarily just sport-specific, is it? It's such a, um, such a widespread skill and um, process. When I say process in, in the loosest form, yeah. but you know, it's, it's, a great, it's a great thing to get involved in, in other aspects of your life yeah no it sounds like you've had you've
1: had experience of being coached before as well
0: yeah so um so a little bit of insight into me so uh when i was well so under twenty ones i i used to ride horses um, and um prior to starting a, a a job in the business world i that's what i used to do for a living and um and so it was through a lot of sport, but you know um from a fitness perspective I didn't just have to think about myself I had to think about the horse as well and um, and everything that comes with that and I think um, as someone that wasn't from a um, someone from a horsey background is what we call it um, I, I needed coaching on all of it I mean, we didn't know anything you know um, yeah. my dad didn't know what to do my mum didn't know what to do so I needed help with all of it and and that side of coaching and and, and it's you know it's come right through so I do bits of it. I did some courses as kids, i as as younger, and and I bring it into my work life now. You know, there's no way that um, there's no way you can. I, I, I think I think people have begun to recognise the importance of coaching. Yeah, and um, and it's something that uh, sport does really well, but a lot of other areas can can improve on. Yeah, no, I think everyone needs
1: a coach. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs a coach. They don't necessarily have a coach, but I because I see the benefit of having a coach myself, I can then hopefully you know pay it forward, so to speak, Mm -hmm. to my clients as well because I understand the coach client relationship. And like basically I see it as it's it's getting the shortcuts. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, my coach has done or has helped lots of people just like me with my business, with my type of business. So he's going to have the insight. So mm. it's the same with myself and you know, say my running clients, or myself and the 99% of the the women who are on my other program, you know, my Warriors, whereby they have similar struggles, common struggles of you know, feeling like they don't have any time always feeling sluggish um always putting themselves last It's like lots Mm of lots of common things that have come up before that i've got experience in that i can then give to the next person that comes along um and give them the shortcuts so that they don't waste any more time you know as we as we age very quickly
0: yeah yeah i think i mean to kind of bring it back around to you guys for me a a great coach is one that can um that can shorten that mind those mindset changes for for people and that's something that you know whether that's a a a 10 minute conversation to make you think about something slightly differently or um a a longer term process of changing a, a um uh, an attitude towards fitness is your example and yeah. um, that that's what great coaches do you know that that's what good coaches um bring you around they get you to the place that you want to be um and by making you think more often than not and making you think differently yeah i see it as a coach gives you
1: like the forty thousand foot view whereas yeah. when you're in it when you're in your own body in your own mindset you're you're quite blinkered and you can't see you know, you're like the fish in a gold fish bowl, and um, you don't know that you live in water until you jump out of it.
0: Yeah, that's a good analogy. I like that. That's that's, that's good. I'll take that one yeah. in, back into the into the business. Um, that, that's really good. You know, look, this is this is a great conversation. I could talk about coaching for, for a very long time. Um, but I need to, uh, to, keep, to keep the podcast moving and bring you around to um, what is probably going to be some element of coaching, actually. One of the, the questions I'd like to ask at the end of this section is around um, starting your business, starting being independent. Um, and, and what three things would you tell someone that is thinking about starting out or, is, or is starting a business? As a fitness business or just any business? In any, business any business
1: at all. Okay. Um the first thing i would say is work out who you're going to help work out who you're going to help you can't be a you can't be a jack of all trades like i've i don't retract that i i still stand by that you can't (laughs) be a jack of all trades you have to be you have to be a specialist in something you have to be a specialist in something. So if we, you know, look back to Flurry, they're a specialist bakery. If you look back at Winston's, they're a specialist clothing company mm-hmm. and 13 Prince is a print company. Um, NPRS is a fitness company. So it's like, who, who are you serving? And work out what, probably an extension of this is, work out what their main problems are and how you can fix it Mm-hmm. what is your unique solution to fix it
0: yeah I, I i think um you know people i think well i think it's very easy to start with a small problem but if you don't think about how you're then going to use it and how they're then going to develop it you know If i take a podcast for example the big thing i think about always is i didn't know where to, where to find independence um and you know it can be difficult to make that step into getting to know them so let's tell yeah. that story that was that was my aim it's um yeah, who who's going to listen? Who's going to who's going to interact with your business? Is is a really yeah. important thing to know clearly. Yeah, I like
1: in my business, it comes down to like literally naming the person, like whether that's a real person or not. Naming this person that I'm going to help, so that I can get inside her head, mm-hmm. and so that I know what she's thinking. I I can almost like foresee the problems that she's going to have. So that I can help serve her best. So that I can show her that you know I have the solution to whatever their problem is.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's great. That's 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 number one then. So what about your what about the what about the other two? Um, the other two really
1: listen. Mm-hmm. That's been that's been an iterative process over the years of really listening. And not just waiting until it's your turn to talk. Mm-hmm. Really listening to the clients. Um, doing, you know, for me, it's been a lot of market research and say using social media and doing surveys and stuff like that to see what what their problem really is. Like when when someone first tells you and starts talking about their problem, it's, it's always the first layer of the onion and you've got to keep, peeling it back and back until you get to the root cause or the root core of what they actually want, what the pain is that you can help them solve. So the second thing when you're starting a business is to really listen.
0: Yeah. I think listening is the bit, it's easy to forget, isn't it? Listening. I think that that's the bit that, that a lot of people forget. Um. So to to keep you moving forward, David, what's the, what's your, what's your third advice for people
1: Um, be willing to adapt quickly and (laughs) both adapt and work your socks off because you're starting a brand new business and I see it as it's an opportunity for you to create whatever you want
0: yeah
1: you get to create this business of yours you're your own boss and you can create whatever you want
0: mm-hmm.
1: and like we're in an age now where we can literally do that like at the touch of a button we can contact uh, thousands of people all across the world um to bring together maybe a team of people that are going to share your solution or whatever so mm-hmm. it's being willing to adapt um but also seeing it as an opportunity for you to create something out, nothing
0: yeah yeah I think I mean see the year twenty twenty for adapt. <laughs> this year is definitely yeah. the one where I think everybody's had to to really bring that to the fore but you're absolutely right and and that's the wonder of independent businesses i you know we, we spoke about it earlier about you know a lot of independents have uh, a greater ability to adapt to what's going on around them because because they can be a bit more nimble um mm. and and, and thank god they have because i think the, the country would have would have struggled through uh through, through two lockdowns if they, if they hadn't and um, they're really good ones uh, thank you very much for for sharing those sharing those with us and um, again we're going to go for a, a short break um, but then when we come back we'll we'll move the conversation on to to where where you're going next and and what the future holds for you turbulent times there's three ways that you could still help independent businesses number one buy indie so many independent shops now have an online presence number two share indie take photos and share them on your social media and get that message to your friends number three rate indie use google or TripAdvisor and let's give the independent businesses the five star rating they deserve back to you on your Steps podcast for the final section then uh mike it's great to still have you here um thanks for thanks for being on um, so the the final section mike is all about uh, where you want to where you want to go and what you want mprs to, to keep transforming into and keep, keep developing Um so so really nice and open then where do you want mprs to go
1: where do i want it to go
0: um i want this so I'm
1: holding up, for those people listening to the podcast, I'm holding up my manifesto, my mission statement for where I see NPRS going. Um, and basically, my mission is to not only transform York, but ultimately transform Yorkshire and the Humber into the fittest, healthiest and happiest county in the north. Because it's it's been voted however many times as you know the best place to live but i want it to be the fittest healthiest and happiest as well because i'm i'm here in york now and i'm not going anywhere um it's my favorite part of the country and in terms of where i want it to be in 5 years time i foresee hubs so i see mprs hubs in say leeds and harrogate you know, like the, what's called the Betty triangle, I think it is. (laughs) Um, Um, basically like doing what we're doing in York and build that out so that we can help people in Harrogate and Leeds and like build these mini communities. So it, it turns into something, I guess, something of a legacy for me, quite cheesy maybe, but that's, that's my dream to build these hubs, to be helping not hundreds but thousands of people across the county to stop wasting time money and effort but also longer term to help reduce the burden on the nhs because you know the figures are pretty scary in terms of how much um, of a burden our country has on the nhs in terms of their physical and mental health so when you know, if you look at the overweight and obese statistics, we're looking at 6.1 billion pounds is spent on the uh, by the NHS to deal with these issues, and that was a, I think, a 2017 figure, and they're forecast to build up to something like over nine billion uh, in the next couple of years, and that trajectory is just not sustainable. So if I know how to help people, then I feel kind of morally obliged to do so. And if we can save people time, money and effort and also save the money that is spent by the NHS, because you know we've all seen how overstretched they are already and we're, we have to do something. So that's why I want this vision. That's why I'm gonna be marching on with this mission um, to get these NPRS hubs um built i guess built being um a a online concept i guess or potentially bricks and mortar so it could be a physical building but it doesn't have to be i guess what lockdown has proved to us is that we don't need a physical entity a physical building bricks and mortar for a community to exist to continue to exist um, so yeah, that's that's where I see NPRS going.
0: Yeah. so it's a, it's a really uh, great way of, of looking at things. It's not, it's not an ambitious plan, I think, as well. It's good to, good to have that that level of ambition. And you know, the, protecting the NHS, I think, is probably close to a lot of people's hearts right now. And uh, I think, as every time we talk about as much as it is the government's responsibility to 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 look after it and protect it and 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 safeguard the NHS because of the wonderful organisation it is, i think as a community as a as a society we have to take responsibility for our our burden on it don't we so um, yeah. it's it's you know you can't just be a fail safe it's not just a catch all for, for for situations so and it, and that is a staggering uh, amount of money to to think about um think about saving it the, or that it could spend on other on on other things yeah, um, that that Betty's triangle, as you as you talk about it, then uh, you know, uh, lovely Yorkshire phrase that anybody listening, <laughs> anybody listening outside of Yorkshire will be he- heavily confused about. Um, but that Betty's triangle, and that's quite a key area. Are they are they if pinpoint, You pinpointed those for a reason, other than York, obviously Harrogate needs. Uh that's
1: just where that's where I'm going to start, I guess. Mm-hmm. to have those three hubs and then we'll see where else we go in Yorkshire but they're they're the closest cities to York and mm-hmm. so I I just see it as a okay pick up what we're doing in York make sure it's working make sure we've got the manuals and you know the operating systems and everything in place and then mm-hmm. pick it up and let's go and do it in Leeds let's help people in Leeds and then the same for Harrogate so yeah yeah
0: I like it. I like it. It sounds exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm looking already looking forward to kind of watching this this grow because certainly, maybe I've been to follow a lot more independent businesses. But I'm seeing more of you you appear in York. You know, my, I've had some friends share some of your stuff recently. So, um, you know, it's it, it's great to hear that, that that you want to carry that message on and carry that message even wider than just 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 us here in York. So that's really yeah. nice there. Yeah. And
1: um,
0: so so. Kind of the the exciting bit for me and, and the bit that my I'll, I'm totally honest every week the bit that my mum really enjoys about this podcast uh, is coming up which is the the 20 second sell on why people should uh, use, or, use you and come to 10 Um so what I need to do is stop the timer for the for the overall thing and uh, what I will do is pop the timer in front of you. but what I would like you to do Mike, is if you can speak for 20 seconds about why people should come to you and what you can help them with. No, that would be great. You, you ready? You're looking slightly nervous. You have told me that you haven't practiced. <laughs> I
1: haven't practiced. I haven't. This is unscripted. Um, that's why the nerves are on my face. Um,
0: okay. So I'll put it in front of the screen. The advantage of Zoom is I get to see the timer too. So in three, two, one, go.
1: So people should come to MPRS because we keep it friendly, we keep it fun, we don't waste any of your time. And we guarantee results. So I, I can't really say more than that.
0: Look at that. Done, done inside 15 seconds and, and totally in a lovely way. I really like that. Great. Um, well, Mike, yeah. right, look, thank you very much for coming on. Um, that is your advert your is is done. I think we'll be able to lift that out for, for Instagram later down the line. Um, thanks very much for It's been lovely talking to you this evening. And um, it, it's exciting to hear someone that's got uh, – it's not just – Making a great way in the in the fitness industry, but looking at it from a, a community standpoint and, and the things that you can do from the community. Um, so thanks very much for coming on.
1: No, thanks. For having
0: me. Uh, so just finally, what I will do is um, just to make sure that everybody can find you. Is I'll pass over to you and just let you sell your social media's websites or things like that.
1: Okay, um, so. I'm on Insta a lot, as you well know, Jim. So my handle is at Mike M I K E M P R S. Um, that's the main place you can find me. But otherwise, uh, you can find my website as well. So it's Michael, spelled M I C H A E L P H A N dot co dot uk. They're the two main places, and yes, Facebook and everything else. But there, that's where I'm most active on Instagram, really.
0: Awesome. I'll sh- I will share them, ladies and gentlemen, in the-, in the show notes, as per usual. So if you want to follow Mike, get on there and, and click the links. Um, but thank you very much for coming on again, Mike. It's been, like I said, it's been wonderful talking to you. Um, I appreciate, appreciate you uh, taking the time to uh, listen to my story and
1: like helping to drive um, independent businesses across Yorkshire.
0: That's certainly certainly what I'm hoping for. So, so thanks very much, Con. Everybody else, thank you very much for listening. Um, I will speak to you all next week.